This is Level Up Success Podcast with Neth and Truth. Hey, how you doing, friends and family? This is the Level Up Success Podcast. And welcome to another episode where we always bring knowledge and power to our listeners. So tell me, Ned, how are we going to start this now? Hey, how you guys doing today? Um, You know, we haven't been, we, we are back. We haven't been here for a while, so I know people been asking, you know, hey, are you guys creating content? Believe me. Did we uh, retire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, man. We got a long ways to go. Uh, but um, you know, like we we've been cooking up something new, so we have something very excited exciting for you guys, and uh, you know, like um, we are not stopping, we're not looking to stop, and you know, like we we got some great stuff for you guys. So um, now as as far as today um, you know we we have a we have a guest, something very interesting to talk about. Like you know, um, I'm excited for this one. And, you know, like, I know um, he's a very busy person, so he's going to talk about what he does. And, you know, like, um, the reason why, there's a reason why he couldn't be here with us today. But uh, we're going to um, we're gonna talk to him and, 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 and learn something. Yeah, I want to thank you for taking your time. That's one of the reasons. He's actually working right now, or he, but he's taking time out of his day to do this with us. So I, I do appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> All right. So first off, um, why don't we give our audience uh your name so everybody can know? Oh uh, yeah. So my name is Eudis or Eurus. Right. Um, I was you know I, I was born in the Heights in New York City. The Heights. Raised, <laughs> the yeah, Heights. In the Bronx, and then uh, I lived in Harlem for like ten years. Okay. And now I'm in Jersey. Oh, wow. so you been three ball now. I've been all over the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know it's that. Hiatus to go to the Jersey, the suburbs for a little bit. You know, no, that's dope. That's dope. I see a lot of yeah. people doing that right now. What, what's your nationality for the for the viewers? I'm fully Dominican. All right, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, how how was it growing up in um in the Heights? Well, I was born in the Heights, but okay. I grew up in the Bronx. Okay, gotcha. And it, it was it was. I think you know. I think my upbringing was. I don't think it was anything special, you know, went to high school, went to middle school there, a little bit of elementary school. Um, I, I think I had the typical Dominican upbringing and that like my mom took me out of school mm, and like yeah. took me to the R for like five years. Okay, so, like, wow. That's like my first language is like Spanish. Um, so I, I ended up actually going to school here from like second up to like college. But before that, I was like in the R for like five, six years, you know, so like my first language is Spanish. I... I um have very like Dominican like mentality. I'm very like Dominican in that like I I, I speak Spanglish a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. like I feel like at work I, ha- I kind of have like have to like turn it off a little what, bit. What was was the was the number one dish in the household back then? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's my thing. It's still salami. <laughs> oh my god. It was more avocado and onions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you gotta have That's them onions. Thing. You gotta have them. <laughs> Nah, oh, definitely yeah. not. Nah, he's certified Dominican. We got it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, um, what is it that you do for a living? Um, so I am currently a post, uh, story producer for reality TV, meaning that so basically once um the show is shot, it comes to me and I kind of streamline the storylines. I piece things together. I connect the dots. I write the confessionals. Um, after the show is shot, we kind of handle everything. And we basically just bring the storyline to life. Okay, exactly. okay. Yeah. All right. And um, uh, do you mind sharing with us, like, what uh, what show have you been working on? Um, I just, my most recent project is Flipping a Musas with um, 
Heather from Sun Sunset. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. that, that, yeah. well my girlfriend knows about it. So, yeah. She, she I saw the follows. <laughs> yeah, girlfriend follows her on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm working on Flipping on Musas. Um, it, just, it just aired. I'm still on the show for the next couple of months. Right now, we're still finishing things up. But basically, it's about Heather, who works in real estate. And then her husband, Tarek Musa, who flips homes and they kind of combine forces and they're doing their own flips now. And it's kind of just like their adventure of like flipping the houses and selling them and like the journey and her like learning how to like flip these houses and him learning from her and learning from each other. Okay, that's awesome. I mean, I, and, and that's actually very um, knowledgeable and it's, it's, it's like a good content for uh, educational content, right? Yeah, especially for people that like uh, flipping. I mean, I always like those type of show anyway. Uh, when it comes to real estate, uh, that's one of my things. Oh, tell me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a hybrid. It's like a home show, but also kind of like sun, Sunset a little bit. Yeah. Just bringing in Heather. Yeah. It has yeah. like that knowledge of like, you know, like high-end real estate. And so like, it's kind of like her journey and like learning to flip and not flip like $20 million homes, but like $1 million homes and $2 million homes. So it's like it's like funny seeing her adjust to like flipping homes and like staying on budget because that's like a big thing. Like she never wants to stick to budget. That's kind of like the, that's like the gag in the, every episode that she's like, well, our budget's four hundred k, but why can't it be five hundred k? And so it's yeah. like her journey learning all of that. Like why we have to stick to a budget and why you know home sells for this and not this. You know? Yeah, but that conflict make it more interesting because the guy yeah, yeah. I, I understand like I thought we were gonna do this budget. Nah, I want to spend more. I want to make it go more fancy. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I did, I did, I did see, I did see one of the episodes, man. I mean, it, it was entertaining. I mean, it yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. That's dope. So you say, um, uh, damn, I mean, I should ask you before, Paul, what got you into this type of business? Do you actually went to school or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it kind of all started in high school. Um, I went to the cinema school in the Bronx. I was the second graduating class. Um, and so at that time, I'm not sure about now, but in the, at the time, um, film was like in the curriculum every year. So like once I graduated high school, I had like experience like shooting my own films, oh, wow. knowing how like, you know, work a camera, produce, direct, which was like honestly a blessing. Cause like, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Um, and so in high school, um, I remember I also partnered with GFS, Ghetto Film School, okay. which is like a nonprofit for like TV and film and getting people into the industry. Um, and so I remember at the time I got the opportunity to shoot my own film or direct my own film in Sweden mm. with like some of my high school buddies. And like, that was like so eye-opening. I got to basically direct my own movie. Literally they paid for everything. I, I got to know basically the whole process of like how to make a film and like myself, we had like a budget and everything. And that movie, they came out on YouTube or can anyone see it? Was, we, had, <laughs> we had like a whole, um, we had uh, like an opening night for it. Yeah. We showed it to all our families and friends and like, it is on YouTube. Um, I think it's like on the ghetto film school like page. It's like uh it's called documented. It's like a horror film. The beginning of my work, yes. And that was like in 2014 that we shot that. So like I was literally like 17, 18, I was a baby, but like I learned so much from that. And so from there I stood in contact with GFS and I started college. I went to SUNY Purchase for new media, which is basically art and technology. And so I used kind of like my background in film to kind of get me through that program. Mm. It was hard. But um, I always knew that, like, I kind of wanted to do something in TV. I wasn't sure if it was film, TV. I wasn't sure exactly if I wanted to be a director, producer. So then I remember I graduated um, college and I hit up GFS. I was like, yo, like, 
could you help me out? Like, I need a gig. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And basically, they hooked me up with my first interview in the industry. And oh, that wow. was with Eastern TV. And Eastern TV, um, back then, they had old Love & Hip Hop. Love & Hip Hop New York, Miami, Atlanta. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But was, so, oh, I'm sorry. Was it hard to get to the, the non-profit? Yes, uh, the nonprofit company they, they help you out with the job. With yeah, so the nonprofit GFS, yeah, GFS. helped me out. You know, they helped me like get my first interview in the industry, because that's kind of like what they did. They they try to bring people from like rural areas up into the industry. Um, and so I remember at the time I hit them up and I was like, hey, I just graduated college. Like I'm looking to start something industry, but I want something beginner, like something very where I can learn and figure out what I want to do because I'm not sure what I want to do. And they're like, all right, cool, we got you. So they set me up with an interview at Eastern TV. I got the job, and that's where it all started. Um, I became an office production assistant. So basically, I was working in the office, helping everyone out. So I got exposure to all the departments. Okay. I, I got to kind of see how everything worked, how TV was made. And so from there, I kind of developed an interest in like producing, like post-story producing. I remember there was this person who like really inspired me. Um, her name is Gigi. I love her so much. And she, I remember I was looking at her, I was looking at her work and I'm like, wow, she's so amazing. She's so talented. Like I want to do what she does one day. Mm. And that's what I did. I, you know, now five years forward, I am a story producer myself. So it's kind of been full circle, but I started at TV. Then from there I became um, a story uh, production assistant for Love and Hip Hop. Okay. And then from there, I met this woman who was a story producer. Her name is um, Akila Shedrick, and she's still a story producer. Um, and she kind of saw something in me that I didn't see myself. She was like, listen, I think you're ready for the next step. And so from there, um, she got me my first um, associate producer gig. And that was on the show Girls Cruise with like Little Kim and like Chili and like Maya. Oh, okay. wow. I was like, whoa, how, how did I even get here? Like my first real gig, and it's like A-list celebrities, and yeah, it was amazing. So, so yeah, so from Eastern TV, you know, I I was a, a office production assistant, then became a story production assistant, and then from there, um, I met this awesome story producer. Her name is Akila Shadrick, and she saw something in me that I didn't see myself. She was like, "You're ready to be an associate producer. Like my next show, I'm gonna bring you on." And I was like a little nervous. So this industry is like freelance. So like, you never know when you're really gonna get your next gig. And so at the time I was a kid. So I was like, damn, I don't wanna be unemployed, but like, I, I wanna believe in her. I, I don't wanna leave this company because I don't know what's happening. But then I remember like two weeks later, she gives me a call. She goes, hey, I actually got a position for you in, in my show. This show called Girls Cruise with like Little Kim and Chili and Maya and, you know, A-list celebrities. I was like, wait, really? This is gonna be my first story, associate story producer gig? She's like, yeah, 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 I interviewed. I ended up getting it and it was like the most amazing thing ever. I fell in love with the industry all over again. Um, it must have been very exciting, yeah. Yeah, yeah because uh, to, to be, like you say, it's one of your first uh, biggest job to be, so, and to have all, yeah, that, all like, those stars. Yeah, to be working with Alice celebrities, I was yeah. like, who am I? Like, you know, this like young Dominican kid from like the Bronx, like out here, like working with Alice celebrities, wow. Like, it, it was like mind blowing, honestly. Like, I think that's like where it all began. From there, you know, went back to Love and Hip Hop, Miami as an associate producer for them. Then I got to work on shows like uh, Amy Schumer learns to cook for like the cooking network. You know, this industry, it's all about like making connections. So like, that's kind of like how you get your next job. Like jobs yeah. are usually anywhere from like three to six, seven months or a year sometimes. 
And so I remember through those working on those shows, I made, I made connections with my story producers. And, you know, after I finished Amy Schumer, I got the opportunity to work for Nine Day Fiance. Oh, wow. I, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I got to be an associate producer for like the franchise. I, I worked with Big Ed. He was actually really cool to work with. I think it was a great like stepping stone into like more of like DocuSoap, which was an amazing experience. Honestly, like I feel so blessed to be able to have like the journey I've had in this industry. Like, I feel like again, like, you know, this Dominican boy from the Bronx out here working with like A-list celebrities and all these like highly, you know, renowned like A-list like reality shows that everyone was watching at the time. So, you know, um, from there, I, you know, I was working my ass off for two years on Nine Day Fiance. And then one day I got a call from like a producer I worked with like two years prior on Love and Hip Hop. And she was like, hey, I have this opportunity for you. I think it'll be great. It's a step up to be a story producer. I don't know if you always want to do this. I think you're ready. And I was like, eh, I don't think I'm ready. Like, I'm so young because story producers are always, you know, a little bit in the early 30s and up. And you yeah. Know, yeah, I was just like about 26. So I was like, I don't think I'm ready. Like, I don't have enough experience. He goes, no, I've seen your work. Like, you're ready for this. So, you know, I took a leap of faith and I was like, all right, I'll take the job. I interviewed with the um, EP, the executive producer. Um, her name is Natalia. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. Who I'm working with right now. And she was like, listen, like, I understand it. I get it. Like, I made the leap myself too. And like, it was scary. But like, if, if uh, Diana, who recommended me, thinks you're ready, I trust her. I believe in her. I think you're ready too. So I took the job and here we are. I'm a story producer now. Wow. Oh, man, wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's... You say, yeah, I know you were saying that this type of job that you do is freelance. Like every time you know that the job is about to end, do you start looking or somebody actually call you? It seemed like that person already had you in mind. So Yeah, like usually it's um it's all like word of mouth. Um, but sometimes like, you know, you you use your networking skills to kind of like see what's happening next or see where people are at. And they usually like if you oh, Closed mouths don't get fed. And in this industry, <laughs> you have to talk. Really yeah. Like, it's a big deal. Like, you have to really promote yourself. You have to really be out there and, like, tell people what you're doing, what you're working on, yes. when you're finishing, because you never know when the next guy could start. So, basically, right now, I'm actually in that position right now. Uh, my show, I'm done maybe in, like, a month. So, now, it's when I start kind of, like, networking and asking, like, my friends in the industry, hey, like, I'm done in a month. Like, if you know anything, let me know. Like, what are you working on? Are you about to start something else? So that's where I'm at right now. But usually, like, what I tell myself, and it really has always paid off, is that it always works out. Mm -hmm. As cliche as it sounds, it really always works out. Like, I remember at first, I used to be always, like, really nervous. Like, oh, my God, I'm done a month. Like, how am I going to pay my bills? Like, how am I going to do this and this? But, like, if you open your mouth, like, you really can always make it work. Yeah, <laughs> nah, exactly. I mean, if you don't talk, then, you know, like, how, how, how you give yourself the opportunity to to get into something if nobody knows you know exactly yeah. that's my thing too i'm very like although i look kind of like i'm going here i'm actually very very shy mm -hmm. and i hate asking people for things so like it's 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 been good in that like i get to come out of my comfort zone mm, yeah and i get to you know speak to people and like actually branch yeah. out and like no, then, then for myself. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah, I know what that's like because um, a lot of people like when I say this, they're shocked. Uh, but I'm also uh, a shy type. Like, um, if you see me in settings, I don't really talk much. Yeah. But um, if you bring up a conversation that that I could relate to, then you know, there I could talk and then we could have a conversation. But I'm it, I'm new to this networking game as well. 
you know, yes. and and it is a fun experience because you get you are getting out of your comfort zone, and when you do that, you're growing. You know, you don't, you're not even realizing you're growing because you're doing something that you know you didn't expect that you had the ability to do. So and, and the yeah. more you do it, it really becomes easier. Yeah, like that's what I've learned in the, in the last like four or five years I've been in this industry. Like, if you know how to sell yourself. You can make it anywhere. Yeah, and yeah, and you cannot stop. Yourself and being confident about like what you've done and what you do and what you could offer to the table. Like with me, I've always been very fearful that like because I'm young and like of color and like a super like white industry, mm-hmm. like I'll be looked at as less because young of color, you know. Mm-hmm. And but that's really like my strength. Like I've learned that that's like what makes me different. Like I have a different perspective. I have a different point of view. Like because I'm younger. Like I, you know, my work is different from people who are older yeah. because I'm of color, I have a different experience than someone who's white or whatever. So I think that's what makes me different. That's what makes me unique. And it's taken a couple of years for me to realize that, but I think I've finally come to a place where I'm like, all right, I think my strengths are really, I think my weaknesses are really strengths. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could, know? yeah, you're not, you just turn, you turn your weaknesses into into strengths. And that's how you so, become yeah. stronger mentally yeah. because like you say, like I'm the same as him. I'm actually pretty shy too. I'm, I'm not like, like that outspoken. It seems weird. Like, like us, we do a podcast. <laughs> we <don't really laughs> you, you guys have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so but the are. more we do it, the more better. And the more, like we said, you the more you network because you gotta be able to communicate, meet people. That's why that's one of the way it's it's like a freelance, like you said. Yeah. If you go do sure, it, that's the thing too. Like I feel like one another like um like another like worry I always had is that like I don't come from money. I don't come from like high end things. So I always felt like people were looking at me like as less than because I don't you know mm-hmm. I don't look like I don't I'm not wearing you know five hundred dollar shoes and like. $2,000 coat like my co-workers were, like my peers were. That's mm. something that always like kind of like, you know, made me think. But then I realized that like, you know, again, like strengths can really come out of worries and like out, out, and out of insecurity. So I think it's taken a couple of years, but I think I'm finally in a place where I'm comfortable with my differences and like using that to really elevate myself forward. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That, yeah. that's, that's good right there. Yeah, I like the, the, the advice and the thing that people could learn from. That's one of the reasons I love doing this because not so many people would go that direction because, like you said, we are people of color. Maybe they might not think the same way. Like, especially in the industry, is nah. We're not, we're not, we're not integrated into, into this business, which is, well, my next question that I was going to ask. Yes. Hey, you know, like, um, what what ethnicity of people do you see now? Is it expanding? Are you seeing new? You know, like uh, are you seeing new uh, new type of people coming in? And you know, so yeah. <laughs> I'll say this: there is not a lot of people who look like us in this industry. Okay. And you know, you'll see the most urban shows like Love and Hip Hop, and the people behind there are all white people making these things. Wow. You know, and like. It blew my mind when I first saw that because I was like, you would think that these urban shows are made by urban people, people who understand the struggle, who understand what these people are actually going through, but it's not. And that's something that like, I remember when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to change that. Mm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make my mark in this industry because there's not many people who look like me. I think that when I started in this industry four to five years ago, I did not see many people look like me, but now that I have experience working in different production companies and like in different environments. I do see a lot more of that. I think there's 
great progress being made, but I don't think we're there yet. Okay. Like I, I'm actually very fortunate to work in a very like ethnically diverse group of group right now. But prior to that, for example, like I worked in love and hip hop and you know, most of my peers were white and like the heads, like the, the higher ups were always like, they weren't people of color. Mm. So that's also another thing that pushes me to keep going in this industry. Like I want to be an executive producer. Like I want to be an executive producer of color. Mm. Now I know a couple of executive producers of color and they're amazing. They're great. But I want to be one of them as well. Like, I want to be an example. Of course. Like, I want to, I want to be able to like see someone who was like in my position four years ago, like, you know, like a, a production assistant and be able to be like, listen, like I was, I was just in your seat a couple of years ago. I did that too. And look at where I am now. I want to be the voice for that. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. 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 I mean, and, and what you just said, I could relate to as well. Cause I mean, I know if, if anybody follows the podcast, world um back then it used to be mostly like what 70 percent caucasian yeah like i did a study yeah. about uh, when the when the podcast arena started it was mostly 70 percent caucasian people listening yeah. and doing yeah. it right now it is it went down to 40 percent it's still kind of high but it's going down every year yeah. you, and now you see spanish podcasts the latinos are taking back in over. the day i think it's so spanish podcasts we take it we right. take See? yeah so, so i mean and you know like and and we're we're working and striving on on and letting people know that you know we we have uh a podcast that's educational and you know that people can learn and you know maybe you know there's other people that could see us and it will inspire them to to do the same so you know like we just trying to level up the, our community at the end of the and day yeah. like what's also like a big like force is the youth like gen z yeah. It's so open-minded, it's so woke. Yeah. I, I see people like 17, 18, like rallying and like protesting. And I'm like, wow, like at my age, I was not doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you know, you're, like yeah, you're right. 17, 18, I, I was in my room watching TV like after high school, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, and these people out here rallying, protesting. I'm like, wow, like change is really happening. Yeah, yeah. That, like I, I feel like it's good because I think this new generation is really shaping our future in, in like a better way. I think they're making things more inclusive for everyone. Like, for example, I remember when I was their age, I wasn't seeing people who looked like me on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, like on the Spanish channel, but not like in your regular like American TV. You know what I mean? And you see a lot more of that now because of them, because of like what they're doing right now, and because of their mentality. Yeah, but and, and but uh, uh, in their defense, also they um they do have these content now that they could see and it could open their eyes. So, you know, we didn't have that opportunity the way that, True. that, that, you know, like the Z, the Zen generation has. So, you know, like, um, you know, uh, kudos to them for having it and kudos to us for being able to give them this knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I feel like, it, also, yeah. yeah, that's true because I feel like Gen Z, like they grew up with like an iPad in their hand. Mm -hmm. We grew up with what a book, if that. Yeah. I remember when I was like five, six. We had the big like white computers. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I was playing like the, the pinball game. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> it, 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 I, I remember. I remember when they had the, them first, like the the Max with the colors in the back. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, that was that was my time. <laughs> I thought you were older than they YouTube. Used to, yeah, they used to be. Oh yeah, yeah. You. I, I'm a way older than YouTube. So what, what was what was there in your time? It, it, uh, I guess the white. I mean. It's similar to big screen, the big freaking desktop, and yeah. the keyboard. <laughs> it was huge. They just say Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, little kids like two, three already reading. I'm like, I learned to read till I was like five or six. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Everything's yeah. so advanced Everything now. is okay. changing. Everything is adapting. Everything is going faster. So, you know, we just got to get up death with the times, you know? We have to. Sure. We have to. And coming up in the next week episode. Every day, I feel like it's a blessing, really. And, like, I feel so fortunate to be able to do what I love five days a week. Honestly, this work is <laughs> this job is so like hour demanding that when like I'm not at the gym, I'm over, I'm either I'm always working, but yeah. if not, I'm at the gym. And if not, I'm like running errands. Speak Spanish. That that takes me. That has gotten me so many jobs, especially like I'm being um, especially on 90 Fiance because they always need someone to speak Spanish because the couples are always like Spanish, yeah, something like that. So like I feel like the fact that I speak Spanish has really helped me. I feel like my age has helped me. Like for example.